0: welcome to hr trends i'm your host claire morin and today we are discussing the significant challenges that employers and employees are facing this fall as school schedules are modified there's an ongoing pandemic and in particular employers are anticipating a mental health crisis we have some world-renowned experts with us today We have two experts um, from McLean Hospital and Harvard Medical School. We also have Rob Hecker, who is from Unum. He leads our global total rewards. So I just wanted to begin by welcoming our guests. So we have Kerry Ressler with us. Kerry is uh, McLean Hospital's chief scientific officer. He's a professor at Harvard Medical School and a member of the National Academy of Medicine with over 400 publications focused on translational research, bridging molecular neurobiology and human research on emotion, particularly depression, PTSD, stress and anxiety disorders. So welcome, Kerry.
1: Good morning. Pierre. Pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much. I can't think of anyone better really to be talking to this situation. We also have Lisa Coyne. Lisa is a clinical psychologist and the founder and senior clinical consultant of the OCD Institute For children and adolescents at McLean Hospital. She's also an assistant professor at Harvard Medical School, who has authored multiple research articles, book chapters, and books on children and families. So welcome, Lisa.
2: Hi, good morning, Claire. So nice to be here with you.
0: And again, thank you for being here and your expertise, obviously, around the family dynamics will be so helpful. We're also welcoming Rob Hecker, who is our VP of Global Total Rewards at Unum. Welcome, Rob. Hi, Claire, how are you? Good, good. So, Unum has just released a survey. We surveyed more than 400 employers across the United States. Um, we, We were asking, what are your key challenges moving into the fall? And a big takeaway is with all the modified school schedules, you know, the ongoing pandemic, employers are anticipating a big rise in mental health issues. So, 85% of the employers we spoke to are somewhat or very concerned about their employees' mental health or their wellness needs. Um, Two-thirds of employers expect an increase in the use of mental health and wellness benefits this fall. Uh, and nearly 2 in 3 employers have plans or <clears throat> offerings in place to address employee mental health we're linking to our report in the in the show description but so rob i wonder if we could start with you as somebody you know who's the head of benefits at an organization like unum what are your thoughts on these figures
3: yeah so that's a it's a Interesting question, Claire. So I, I would, you know, in some ways, it's not surprising. Um, the, you know, I think that some of the issues that um, that data suggests in terms of the challenges people are having and the uh, stress that employees are experiencing due to child care and other things Um is not new. And, you know, the, the whole notion of home and work balance has been a challenge for a long time, particularly for, 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 for women and working mothers. Um, and, and so the pandemic has, in my, my mind has only served to just uh, make those issues even more, more acute for people. And so you kind of throw in, um, the pandemic, other things going on in the environment, socially, um, and, and just the general concern about health, um, it's not surprising that people are and that employers are seeing employees kind of exhibit higher levels of of of, of stress and uh, behavioral health related kinds of issues. Um, so I, I think it's it's in a way we shouldn't be surprised as an employer. I think um, the challenge is is figuring out the right actions to take. Uh, to support employees in a way that's that that's meaningful and that that addresses kind of a, a whole spectrum of different needs and issues that they have, um, and because they're they're all going to be unique and different, and everybody's what causes what what is creating that stress is different for different people, um, and so it's trying to come up with the right combination of, of of actions and 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 things that you can do to kind of help mitigate some of it and 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 help people kind of uh, better better be more resilient and, and cope more effectively with everything that's going on.
0: Kerry, I wonder what is that sort of saying to you? And, and do you have any key pieces of advice you would share with employers?
1: Sure, I think the main three things I would keep in mind are one that every individual is gonna react differently to very stressful situations. And there's a whole number of factors that may create that, but but no two people are going to react the same way, and employers will need to be thoughtful about that. Number two, there's a whole host of really healthy behaviors and preventative measures that employers can take with their employees that will help keep most people healthy and most people resilient. But three, there are a number of behaviors and symptoms that should really be watched for that really suggest it's time to seek professional help.
0: That's that's really useful. Um, I wonder if I could ask you if you could go a bit deeper then, you know, maybe what are some of those healthy ways to keep people resilient?
1: Sure. Well, I think part of it is is good communication, clear communication, consistency, so that people feel like they know what they need to do, both to stay safe, what are the rules and regulations, and what do they do if they are having symptoms, to taking care of their emotional health taking breaks from watching, reading, listening to news stories, social media, things that really become overwhelming and the importance of really setting aside time not to be doing those things. And finally, taking care of their body and their mind, exercising, getting good sleep, avoiding alcohol and drugs, eating well, relaxing, taking mindfulness approaches, those sorts of things. And Mm -hmm. finally, I think, um, particularly in the employer space, using their employee assistance program, not just when they're sick, but really for, for suggestions and for guides and staying healthy.
0: That's such great advice that communication and, and and normalizing the use the use of the EAP I suppose right um, what about though you also mentioned there are certain behaviors or symptoms to look for when people are you know developing more serious conditions I wonder if you could speak to that a little.
1: Absolutely. And the sorts of things clinically that we look for are when the stress, the sadness, the anxiety start to really start interfering with function, day-to-day function, relationship functioning, work function, when alcohol or other drug use are being used to cope, um, particularly when thoughts about self-harm, thoughts of hurting themselves or others are coming into play or when they're having these intrusive thoughts, severe sleep disruption, disruption in eating um, and significant inability to um, interfe- interfering with relationship and work in general. And finally, something that we may not think about as much are things like safeties and checking behaviors that are really beyond um, sort of the normal um, expectation these days that are starting to interfere with function.
0: Can you just just, when you say safety or checking behaviors, could you explain that a little? Sure. I mean, I think at a time right now
1: where everyone's supposed to be washing their hands and wearing masks, you know, there's a normal component. But what one can see is that these sort of obsessional behaviors can really get out of hand, and well, people will spend, you know, hours a day washing their hands or hours a day cleaning their food, and and to the point where, on the one hand, it's rationally designed; as this is protective behavior, but it's actually significantly interfering with their function, and it's starting to um, overlap with really emotional dysfunction and disorders, and getting in the way of, of the rest of their life.
0: Right. Wow. So helpful. Um. I did just want to let listeners know the we will be having this panel appearing on a uh, webinar on the Society of Human Resource. Uh, management sherm on October 7th. So if you're listening to it before October 7th, go register. <laughs> um, if you're listening to it after October 7th, we will be putting the re- recording on our website. So we'll link to it um, because that's really helpful, Kerry. Thank you so much. And Lisa, I wonder if I could pivot to you as an expert in child childhood, ad- adolescence, you know, mm. a big takeaway from the report is clearly the school schedule, uh, in some respects, we might say chaos across the United States, very <laughs> different in many states, well right? <laughs> yes. right. Um, and one thing we were asking employers, you know, how are you going to sort of help working parents? And I wondered if you had some key takeaways or best practices you would share sort of themes. I do.
2: I do. And like Carrie, I'm going to emphasize that this is going to affect all parents differently. But a couple of things for employers to keep in mind is that when parents have children of different ages or with different developmental issues or behavioral issues, it's going to be more of a drain and more of a demand on them. And parents who are really struggling with, I guess, rigidity and um, having to work in a particular way or at particular times. And then also when that kind of is in a collision course with having to have kids and help them, you know, stay in school and monitor that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, puts parents at a really high risk for burnout. Um, And so that's going to increase their mental health risk for stress, depression, anxiety, et cetera. So just a few things for um, employers to keep in mind. And then things that would be helpful um, for employers to, to do or provide for parents are, as Carrie said also, making parents aware of resources that are available for their own mental health or for their kids' mental health. Um, EAPs may be able to help with that. Also allowing for flexible schedules and creative thinking about how to manage that workload so that its parents can be productive, but maybe at different times and things like that. And then I think treating all of this with, it's, it's gonna continue to unfold as we watch the rates of infection and school schedules may change. And so parents holding that uncertainty, that's very stressful. So for employers to keep in mind that this is something that's beyond the parents' control and beyond the employees' control, um, and to kind of make a space and be ready for that as it occurs throughout the fall.
0: That's so interesting and, you know, it- your advice really is resonating with what we saw in the numbers. We'll, we'll be asked what accommodations do you plan to offer employees mm-hmm. who will be juggling this work and modified right. back to school schedule? And the, the, the leading number, 76%, said flexible work schedules to allow for that homeschooling, um, followed by full time work from home arrangements or reduced work hours. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you could speak more to that idea of flexibility, because it seems pretty important here. Uh, would you agree? <laughs> I would agree. And
2: I think, um, you know, from the employee's pers- or from the employer's perspective, again, schedules are really important. And, and then giving space for if there's, um, you know, extra demands as the schedules change or as kids are struggling to make space for that. The other thing that might be important to think about is that given that parents pack so much time into their day to manage work and parenting, you know, maybe providing some small um, resources and small practices similar to the healthy behaviors that Carrie mentioned, you know, um, some mindfulness might be something, you know, or just time to um, take a break and helping parents develop healthy routines such that once you get into a routine, it's a little bit easier and there's a little bit more certainty about what's going on. So where that's possible, that's gonna be helpful for parents.
0: That's a great tip that like bite sized. So it's not Mm -hmm. sort of a 60 minute. Right. Yeah. Right. But something like five minutes.
2: (laughs) Exactly. And just small practices like that can make a big difference, you know, Mm -hmm. to just give parents a break such that they can get up, stretch their legs, walk around. And, you know, that's consistent with data on health, you know, for kind of sedentary behavior versus being more active to break up each hour with just. For five minutes, get up, walk around, go spend some time, have a cup of tea, or go outside um, and just have some time to yourself.
0: Well, thank you, Lusa, so much. And Rob, I wonder if we could just finish with you, because the, the question of sort of uh, EAPs or employee assistant programs came up a few times. And as an employer who is managing this uh, for a large organization like Unum, do you have any recommendations of how to help communicate the EAPs to employees?
3: Yeah, so it's it's really interesting because I think EAPs are probably the the one of the more valuable benefits that in, that many employers provide, but probably the least utilized and least understood by employees. Um, and I know Unum's own experience with our own EAP that we we don't get the level of participation that we that we that we would like. So I think this is a particularly good time. Um, as you get into annual enrollment season, for example, to talk about the EAP benefits, as long as, long as you're talking about other benefits that employees have access to, and typically EAPs are employer-funded, so it's a great time to talk about a free benefit that's available to employees uh, that they can use for a host of of, of needs. Um, and so, I, I just think this is a the, the, this time of year is 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 would be a would be an excellent time to kind of reinforce the the value of an eap if you offer it
0: wonderful well we are going to be linking to some resources from mclean hospital um on our show description so please do go there um click through we have some wonderful resources that kerry and lisa have shared with us and as i mentioned they will be appearing on an upcoming webinar where they'll really go in depth into these these best practices um, so, thank you all so much for joining us this morning. A pleasure. Very welcome, Claire. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.